0: Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. So critical race theory will not, not be taught in Florida schools easily. Don't kid yourself. Uh, The agenda-driven critical race theory supporters will find every way to Force it in some way to produce curriculum, as they continue to do. But Governor DeSantis uh, standing up against this. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. In Atlanta, police say they're looking at everything which is the right approach, looking at everything in their investigation of the shooting spree that played out on Tuesday, resulting in the deaths of eight people, including six Asian women. Uh, Police saying it's too early to determine if the shootings which killed these eight people constituted a hate crime. And, of course, Georgia has hate crimes legislation as well as there's federal hate crimes legislation. The suspect, a white male, 21 years old, Robert Aaron Long, told police that the attacks were not racially motivated. Instead, he said he had a sexual addiction and saw the spas as a temptation he wanted to eliminate. Uh, And again, uh, some of the victims' names have not been released yet. But the Atlanta Police Department taken what should be the only approach. Look at all possibilities. That's not the approach when it comes to race issues writ large in this country from the dishonest left. Dr. Ron Martinelli, forensic criminologist, police expert, and author of The Truth Behind the BLM and the War on Police, joins me now, the weaponizing of race and the false narratives put forward in weaponizing race. Ron, great to have you back on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, David great conversation today
0: it's a necessary it's not just a necessary conversation it has to be repeated often you know you've looked at this forensically uh and realistically the atlanta police as i just referenced to go to that most immediate and horrific tragedy they say they're looking at everything while People around the country, individuals, Americans, corporations, politicians, immediately pin this as racism based on six of the eight victims as the sole reason alone. That's weaponizing race where you don't even have the information. And a letter went out from an individual, even within XM, placing that in that same arena. And that's wrong.
1: You know, uh, boy, this is something that has been happening for uh, the last several years, as you say, the weaponizing of race, and that's what I call it as well. Let's just take the, the immediate case in Atlanta. And I was an undercover uh, decoy and uh, vice officer uh, actually wrote a very popular book about prostitution. This is not, from what we see forensically, not emotionally, no false narratives, just let's take a look at the forensic facts. Uh, these massage parlors are actually, and I think everybody pretty much knows this, are, are dens of prostitution. This guy apparently has got an onboard mental health disease of sexual addiction, and he focuses on the source of what he feels his pain is or his addiction, and that is prostitution and the sex trade. The only thing that these massage parlors had in common was that they were staffed by Vietnamese uh, Asians. That has nothing to do with the actual forensic narrative here. The source of this guy's mental health pain, his delusional pain, is sex. These are the sex workers, and he picked them out. So, there is so far nothing that we see he hasn't represented uh, that he picked them out because there were Asians, but this feeds the new national narrative that racism systemic racism in the United States is behind all of this violence
0: well let's yeah you know, and we'll you know we'll play the devil's advocate as you do, and that's why I like your forensic approach uh even if even if it was hate in some underpinning along with this, and something comes out aside from what he has said. and uh, you know I will wait for better proof rather than his statement, as I know you and others do before we determine the reasoning or maybe the multiple reasons behind this. Uh, your point about sex trafficking, by the way, with uh, massage parlors uh, not to be underscored in this, that is another issue, not certainly not a reason for a, a mass murder. But even if it is determined to be racism, it then gets weaponized further because it's used for political power. And there is a stark numerical fact, a data point that matters here. The Asian community is a fast-growing population with political power. And prior to what happened in Atlanta and what we saw in a... Even a poster and a fake blamed on white supremacist attack in San Francisco turned out the perpetrator was a black man or was that in Oakland, I believe. They've been pushing this narrative on the left. They've been weaponizing it, and it doesn't matter whether it plays out as rightfully or wrongfully. And to step away from Asian, Ron, in Smith College— You had a student who said that uh, she was a victim of racism for eating while black, allegating she was targeted for eating while black in college. But it turns out after investigation, it was not.
1: You know, David, that's a great case that you bring up because I actually analyzed that case so I can speak directly to the forensic facts of that case. Let me bring out something that I hope you'll repeat in future programs. You see the rhetoric now that comes out in certain areas and certain people, and here is the term that is used. My truth. My truth. So this woman used that language. My truth was that this and that and this and that happened, right? That turned out to be not the truth whatsoever and we had some body cam, uh, or I'm sorry, her own uh, camera video supported uh, the officer's uh, position in this case and not her own case. You see Black Lives Matter, I wrote about this extensively in my, my book, their truth. Their truth in Michael Brown was not the truth. Their truth uh, in Trayvon Martin case, these are all chapters in my book, was not the forensic truth. The truth that police officers inordinately kill unarmed black men at at a huge rate is not the truth whatsoever. As a matter of fact, the real forensic truth at the time I wrote this book was that black men by population and by suspects killed nine times more police officers than police officers killed black men. So, we have to be very aware when people are weaponizing race that they use, you know, a Jesse Smollett, my truth was not the truth. So we need to separate that. But people buy into the emotional rhetoric rather than the forensic facts.
0: What also does not happen, and as you know, Ron, I was there in Ferguson both times after the shooting of Michael Brown by Darren Wilson, after the lie of his best friend who shouted, hands up, don't don't shoot, he ended up with a city job which shows you how well they will cover for uh, their their agenda on the left. Uh, once that was exposed, it didn't matter. It led to riots, destruction of a community, destruction of black businesses. And from there on, we saw so many after effects. We never see accountability, or rarely do we see accountability, I'll be fair and say that, for those who either mistakenly or deliberately put out their truth. Uh Oumu Kanote, the young woman at Smith College, has not been held to account in any way, and I'm not going to want to target her unfairly, but fact is, her truth was flat out wrong because she was in a closed lounge and the janitor called security because black, white woman, female, male, whatever, didn't matter. The janitor did their job, period, end of story. Right. And he followed policy, because the
1: policy was not to engage people under suspicious circumstances. He's following policy. The officer that was called to the scene, I feel so sorry for him, this poor hapless officer, did a remarkable job of de-escalating this woman, but she was having none of it. But you know, the the bottom line in, in the case you're talking about in Smith College is that at least three people's jobs, innocent people's jobs. The janitor, uh, there was another lady associated with it, and this officer uh, were placed under extreme stress. Two people uh, were pretty much forced into resignation, and all because this woman lied. I mean, that's the only thing that you can say. Her, Her statement of her truth did not support the forensic facts, even from her own video, by the way, which the ACLU, who was representing her, quickly talked took offline because it didn't help their case
0: yeah amazing when agenda meets actual facts and uh look the difficulty in this is that uh you don't always have empirical evidence right you you can look at it you can ask the questions at times there can be uh unanswerable questions and this is why it's easy to weaponize race because how do you argue against it? Many times it becomes increasingly difficult. And what troubles me also, Ron, is that it, it, there are too many Americans not willing to look at the empirical evidence. Your example of, uh, you know, the, the shooting of unarmed blacks, the data does not even bear it out. As a matter of fact, larger percentage are uh, white males and other ethnicities as identified in the statistics. Heather McDonald at Manhattan, Manhattan Institute did a great job on that, as you have, as others have. So there are those putting out the facts, and yet people ignore it. Why do you think that's so? Well, because I, I see
1: this all the time, and of course, you know, shootings and officer-involved and civilian-involved shootings is is one of our primary tasks at Martinelli and Associates. And so I'm in front of the trier of fact. Uh, you know, juries testifying in these things. And you can, they come in with a preconceived notion because juries always have their own biases. And when you explain, when you break a shooting down, when you break an incident down forensically, and you show them the facts on the screen, you show them the direct evidence, I can literally see the, the eyes open up in the jury, the light bulbs go on and they're as a result of like my testimony and the evidence explaining the evidence uh they're totally turned around so they you have to almost talk in such a way with facts and throw the facts in their face that they can't ignore it and they must cast aside the emotional uh, response, and have a forensic look, a truthful, factual look at what is happening. And and this nation as a whole now needs a huge dose of this because you see race being weaponized in the Capitol – with the wall around the Capitol building, protecting, you know, all of these politicians. And now you see the reason why, as explained by Pelosi, as explained by Schumer, uh, that the reason that we need to have this wall up in all these armed troops is because the increasing threat of white supremacy. And when you delve deeper into that explanation of what they believe white supremacy is, it is people that basically voted for Donald J. Trump, or they voted and they do, uh, and uh, the new H.R. 1 is not resonating with them. The total changing of the paradigm of democracy with respect to voting is not resonating with the American people. And all of a sudden, those people are starting to be called racist and white supremacist And that, cannot happen in this country
0: one of our biggest challenges is how we fight against the the political use of this and i'll go back to georgia you know just by the numbers for a moment why the asian pacific islander narrative the asian narrative will be pushed you know in the shadow of this immense tragedy Uh, The number of black and Latino voters is larger than the Asian-American voting bloc in Georgia. Uh, Out of uh, 7.3 million registered voters, more than 300,000 identify as Asian-American or Pacific Islander. And the Democrats effectively have moved that population. Analysis that was done on the vote in more than 185,000 voted in 2020. That's a 63% increase from four years before. So they look at this and the politics of this is let's go grab that 63% increase, play to their fears, and then drive them into a frenzied voting block out of that fear. Uh, you know, I got it. Bottom line, this is just disgusting.
1: But you know, you you put your your finger on it. It is ultimately all of this rhetoric, everything that's happening. Well, not all of it, but most of it uh, is is because of power. Just like you said, voting blocks, attracting voting blocks. What will allow? Uh, what will wake up people? What will? Uh, resonate with them and allow them to vote in, in, in a certain way. So you, you've absolutely put your, you know, your finger on it. Uh, look at look at what's happening out in uh, California that I w- was just there yesterday, and they have the huge uh, recall effort against Gavin Newsom, and and he's not doing well. So what does he do uh, after talking with, uh, you know, Aunt Pelosi? All of a sudden now, it's white supremacists that are, uh, you know, moving this recall. Uh, you know, moving it forward. It's not that people are disenfranchised. Even liberal people in California are completely disenfranchised from him, and they don't like him, and he's caused tremendous pain in that state. No, it's not that. It's white supremacy.
0: Yeah, and it is now uh, a driving narrative. So whatever happens, if it's not white supremacy, if it's not related to a white person, rather, white supremacy is apparently... The reason for it happening before we even know the actual reasons, Ron. I appreciate your approach to this, and what you do at Martinelli and Associates, providing facts, and as you did with your book, "The Truth Behind the BLM and the War on Police." It's it's a great read for everyone. You need to know uh, how this is done from a fact-based approach. So, thank you. Uh, David, can I say one last thing? People are going to look sure. for that book, and
1: they're going to look on Amazon talking about cancel culture very quickly. When Jeff Bezos publicly and financially began supporting the BLM, he took my very popular book off the shelf. It'll say unavailable, but it is in fact available. We sell thousands of copies at drronmartinelli.com, martinelli.com and I appreciate this conversation today.
0: DrRonMartinelli.com. There you go. I've already got my copy. You can pick yours up. Ron, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Eight six six nine five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Are you sick of this? So, I think the answer is yes for many of you. What are you going to do about it? That—that's the question. Okay, I've got a microphone. I can reach the the nation. I can reach three nations, even overseas. But everyone has to do something about this in any way possible. Just have honest conversations. When somebody comes up with something false, just simply say, substantiate it. But we're up against a driving narrative that's not based in fact, and whether it's pushed by fear, by ignorance, ignorance in sending out emails in corporations, immediately attaching racism without any proof. Or otherwise. Or ideology. It's still wrong. The nature of the wrong, if it still ends with wrong, is wrong. 866 95 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Social media, David Webster. join me live on the David Webb show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.